Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Fade Away Podcast. I'm Ben, back once again. My co-host, Hisham. How are you doing? It's like the NBA season isn't too far away now, so it's going to be nice to just get some predictions and some some of our calculations in here to see where we think some of the teams stand. Um, so looking forward to today's discussion. You want to kick it off? Yeah, so we're thinking today we'd go through some of the kind of projected standings and win total over-unders are being put out now, and we wanted to run through some of the teams that we think will overachieve and some teams that probably won't meet the, the high lofty expectations that some of the, the fans and experts have, have set for them. So if we want to get started, we'll, we'll jump right into some of these teams that we think are a bit underrated, that, that we think will do better than, than a lot of people are thinking they are right now. So you want to kick us off with the first one, Ashan? Yeah, so for me, I think, uh, and I think we agreed on this one um, off call, but the Philadelphia 76ers. Yeah. Uh, bit of a controversial pick. Uh, you had brought it up and I thought about it. And I was like, yeah, you know what? He's right. Um, and there are a few different ways to look at this one, I think. I think for me, one is uh, obviously the Ben Simmons saga plays hugely into this pick, right? Um, I just think that, first of all, Ben Simmons has four years left on his deal, okay? He's not going anywhere unless I'm Daryl Morey and I find the perfect package for him. So as long as we can take, and I don't care, if he wants to skip practice, fine, we're just going to find him, and then he can figure it out. He'll be broke. So, um, one, I think we can figure out a way to get him back on track. You know, if people come to training camp with a positive attitude, Doc says, you know, sorry for all the comments, and Boots says sorry, and they can figure something out. They can get back on track. Then when healthy, you know, they're still a great team, that team as it is, right? Secondly, worst case, they don't find something. And they get some sort of, you know, package deal for Ben Simmons. That team with more shooting and a decent ball handler could be even more deadly than it is now. Yeah, I mean, so, I think people forget, like, they, they had a pretty, I guess, shocking playoffs loss, playoffs exit, but they, they were a first seed. Like, they, they were the best team in the East at the end of the regular season, and they made it as far as they did with Ben Simmons playing the way he does and the way the, the same way that got us to this situation in the first place, right? Like it's not like yeah. he all of a sudden got I mean like he he was a playmaker, but he wasn't like the most aggressive scorer. He wasn't a great free throw shooter. He was is a, a big playmaking guard who played good defense. But like yeah I think the absence of him won't, I mean, yeah, it'll negatively affect it, but I don't think it'd be as big as lose. I mean, this is Joel Embiid's team. Like we thought it'd be maybe like they co-owned it and kind of ran it together, but it's, yeah. it's very clearly his team. Like he is the one running this team. And as long as he's healthy, yeah. I, he's like one of those difference maker players that will get this team to like, not only the playoffs, but at least a decent seed. Like, yeah, I, I think it's way no, too definitely. early to kind of write them off for some of the, uh, the locker room and personnel issues and stuff that's going on with Ben, ben Simmons, but I think it's overshadowing the fact of how good this team actually is. 
No, I agree. And I mean, imagine, like, I know a lot of the discussion has been around uh, the Sacramento Kings being one of the players um, in the Ben Simmons trade talk. And mm-hmm. look, what's the worst they could get back? De'Aaron Fox or something? Like, even that would be, like, a similar type of asset to Ben Simmons, yeah. right? Like, he's a hard-nosed guard. He's probably a bit of a better – he's definitely a better shooter than Ben Simmons. Yeah. And he's explosive, and he can do a lot of the same stuff. So – where are you losing out? You're probably not. Um, and they're definitely, they definitely wouldn't do that just for one player. So they're expecting more in return, right? But I'm saying worst case scenario. Exactly. So, so, I mean, yeah, I think that people are underrating it. And, and you never know. Like, the thing is, it all depends on Embiid and himself at the end of the day. If he's looking good, he's always going to be a top three MVP candidate. Yeah. Um, so that alone at least taking for a top, I think a top four or five seed in the East, in my opinion, um, if they're, they're so. Definitely. I think one of the, I mean, the big unknown is, is really what, right, what happens with Ben Simmons. Like you got pretty much three scenarios is A, he just sits out and doesn't play and gets fined crazy amounts. Um, mm-hmm. kind of sets a new precedent. We've never really seen players with like this long on a contract left actually just refusing yeah. to play. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see what happens there. But I think with just losing Ben Simmons, not getting anything for him, I don't think this team is like really that worse. They I, they won't be a first seed, but I still think they make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scenario two is you trade him and you get like a positive asset back. I mean, he was widely regarded as like one of the better kind of young promising players in the league and maybe as kind of stuff cools down you don't get the crazy mvp all-star level package for him but you get some decent players i think the team just gets better at that point um and then the third scenario which would be the funniest is if he kind of like rondo in dallas's or vince carter in toronto his his way where he he, he steps on the floor and just plays awful like yeah, I, I don't even James Harden with the Rockets, yeah, band, right? Even James Harden and Rockets and letting himself go, just not not trying. That's the yeah. most dangerous scenario if he actually tries to sabotage the team. So, yeah, that's I, the problem. Is that because I don't think he would do that. As well. I, yeah, I don't think he would do that. I mean, I think he would just like actually get killed by <laughs> the fans of Philadelphia, like. I, no, I don't like, think you could get away with it. You could maybe get away with that in Toronto and Dallas. Yeah. You're not getting away with that in Philadelphia. There's no, no shot. Um, the wrong city. Yeah, not not the city of brotherly love. Yeah, not not the place to do it. Um, or he maybe says like, you know what? I'm gonna prove a point. Um, and like somehow they hash things out. I, I don't really see that happening at this point. But yeah, I, I mean, know. even Embiid, like as of like a few weeks ago, still seemed kind of optimistic in the relationship there and that like something could be salvaged so who knows i mean this team is so like wildly talented they didn't really lose any of like the key players in their uh, they did lose dwight howard don't forget about but they it. got andre drummond though <laughs> that's true that's true they didn't get a similar type of player i mean honestly at this point i take drummond i mean i take howard at this point in this career because he knows yeah. like, what he is if andre drummond like actually just goes the Dwight Howard route of like realizing like you're there to get rebounds and not like put on post moves like you're not doing no. that anymore um then he could still be a, a 
a good yeah, big body backup yeah, for Embiid because that's really what you're looking for, just like another body to kind of give Embiid some rest. But like, I don't know. I mean, like Seth Curry looked really good last year. Like, if he's your yeah, point guard and he's like running, like, I don't think it could be. I don't think you're that upset. I mean, I mean, I don't think he can play point guard, but like, I think he's, yeah, he's a good shooting guard. If you have Tyrese Maxey develops, you know, there's yeah. always, there's always some. Batiste Thibault gets a little more yeah, offensive exactly. game. Like, he's already a crazy defensive exactly. player. He gets a little better exactly. offensively than – I mean, yeah. there's there's things to be – like, look on positively for this, this 76ers team, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's talk about some of the other teams that we were interested in. So, yeah. why don't you go ahead with, with one of your picks? Yeah, so I think another one we've got, interestingly, would be the, the Charlotte Hornets. So not not a not season didn't end and, and kind of go the, the way they hoped last year. Of course, injuries played a big part of that, but I think every Hornets fan was at least happy with what they saw out of out of Lamelo and gave them some hope, you know, going forward. Um, I think like they got like good players on this team, and if everyone's healthy, like especially in the East that like the bottom half of that playoffs isn't very, uh, yeah. Uh, it's not like the most intimidating bunch of teams. Like I, I could really see them making it into the playoffs this year and maybe giving one of those teams like a bit of a run for their money in the first round. Um, yeah, I think it, it like depends of course, like how, how bridges develops, um, uh, LaMelo again, like if he continues to get better and, and stay healthy, um, be interesting to see. I mean, and you still got like, I mean, Gordon Hayward showed like he he still gets buckets. Like, yeah, still like yeah can can put up numbers. I think we kind of forgot about him, kind of those injury plagued years. But he's only like thirty one. Like he's not old. He's not washed. He he can still play. And if he stays healthy, I think this Hornets team's got some got some decent potential that might be overlooked a little bit because they didn't make any too like anything too crazy in the off season, but. No, I, th- I think I think they've got some potential this year. I agree. I think you know what it is for me. It's it's not always about the big moves. It's also about yeah. internal development. Um, and you have such a young core. Like even I mean, even Rozier is such a good point guard. Um, yeah. and he's like especially off ball with Lamelo, he looks really dangerous. Uh, you know he can put up like thirty in any game, right? Like he's uh he's solid. Um, so if you have Rozier, Lamelo get better and like, you know, they post a lot of videos and stuff, but like, honestly, I feel like their chemistry is really, really good on the court. Um, you add to that a high draft pick, you get James Booknight, um, who's supposedly an explosive guard. He looked pretty good in, uh, in summer league as well. So, you know, if he can play a role off the bench, he doesn't need to, he's not going to start and he's not going to, you know, be some crazy impact guy, but. Someone off the bench who can give, give you some scoring, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the development of, like you said, uh, Bridges. Um, I feel like he just he needs to, and I'm I'm sure he'll. Work, I'm confident that he'll come next season a more complete player. But you know he's sort of now known as like a dunker. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he can just find, and I know he can shoot three, but like if he can just create a bit more of a shot, that will add so much for Charlotte. Um, like you said, Gordon Hayward, they added, um, 
what's his name from Golden State? Kelly um, Oubre. Kelly Oubre Jr. <laughs> Kelly Oubre. Um, so Kelly Oubre, I feel like this is the team for him. Like, you know, the fast run and gun, like he's, yeah. a, he's a quick uh, dunker, athletic, you know, like this is exactly no what Lamelo needs for the outlet. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That yeah. too, honestly. Um, you know, like the outlet for like Lamelo's long passes mm. and stuff like that's exactly where I see Kelly Oubre. Um, and as long as, bro, like we know he's a good, he's a good player. He just had one down year and it feels like everyone's forgotten that he was really, really good in Washington, to be honest. Um, so if he can go back to be a, a solid starter on a good team, uh, I'm not even sure he's going to start. He might even come off the bench. Um, but he just needs to be more confident. I think he just lost. He just had a bad year, and it just they got to him. Um, and then don't forget PJ Washington. Yep. Um, very very good player. Um, inside outside game. Um, I think they just need defensively is where I'm a bit concerned. Um, yeah, I think offensively they've got everything. It's just defensively. Uh, I'm not sure Lamelo's got it defensively. Rozier is a solid defensive guard, but even Bridges is fine, but like the big men, not sure, you know, how it's going there. But they have a lot of potential. I mean, when I say underrated, I guess I mean they have more upside to do well this season than I think more more people. Yeah, I think uh, they could surprise a lot of people. Like, I I feel like kind of like a budget version of the Hawks almost, where yeah, got a lot of like these really good young players and. I guess they are missing, like, kind of, like, the veteran leadership that they have. Like, the Hawks kind of have been trying to get, like, the past mm-hmm. years, like, one of, like, a Rondo or a Lou Will, kind of guys like that. But we got a lot of guys who have, like, really high potential. And I think that's what you kind of have to do is you get them, you get them all together and you, you let them just run with it. And I think that Hawks team past few years have surprised a lot of people. And I think the Hornets can maybe kind of take a, a similar route and – see how they go I, I don't think they'll be really winning playoff series at least not yet yeah 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 it's definitely I, don't, I think in the realm of possibility for them to be like a top I mean top eight I think at least in, yes not like top I six or seven I think uh I think a, a play in team is where I see them um but uh but one of the seven or eight is is I think ideally where you want to be if you're Charlotte this year yeah and they could set for them and they could surprise a lot of people. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think one more team that uh I wanted to touch on at least uh was my Boston Celtics. <laughs> um and look, I think I think obviously there's a bit of subjective bias uh <laughs> with this comment from me, but but I think the reality is that, you know, we lost Kemba Walker and it seemed like people are like, oh, man, like, okay, this a Tatum show and, like, there's not much. Like, it's fun, but, like, they're not going to do anything. I disagree is um, as, as good a player as Kemba is, and, and I'm happy for Kemba, don't get me wrong. He's going back to New York. Uh, good for him. And I hope it's better for his career because Boston really wasn't. Um, and... Honestly, it felt like every time he had the ball, it was like we were trying to force feed him, like just to come on, Kemba, like get going. Like he wasn't really doing anything for us, like within the offense, if that makes any sense, right? Um, and I just feel like Brown, Tatum, we already know, 
right? Uh, what he's going to give us. And he can obviously get better. And I think if, you know, if things go well with a, with a not as dominant, like a star point guard with Dennis Schroeder coming in, uh, we also added guards like Josh Richardson. So these are more like hard-nosed guys. Like they're guys who do well, but like they're willing to play defense. Like Schroeder's a small guy and he might get picked on, but he plays hard defense, right? So it's like, I think these are guys that, like, it'll allow Tatum and Brown more shots, which is honestly what we need. Um, And if Brown develops even more uh, and Tatum continues to up his game, which I think he will, um, I read somewhere that last season he took uh, basically, like, your ease of shot. He he was in the worst 1% because his shots were so difficult, but he was in top 1% for shot making. So even with the difficulty, he was making those shots, right? So like, if we can get him more open looks, not play so much ISO ball, um, then I'm sure the Celtics will be better. I think the Al Horford acquisition, nobody really looks at it because it's like, uh, he didn't do anything and whatever, Oklahoma City and Philadelphia for the past two years. But do you remember Al Horford as a Celtic when we were in college? Like, he was a great player. Yeah. Yeah. He was, a, he was an all star inside, outside, corner three, just dream. Yep, defensive. He could do everything. So if he can even bring like 70% of what he was, that's going to be a huge asset for us because we didn't really have a solid big. That was the biggest problem. Like yeah. we have Robert Williams, but like, I mean, he's still developing, right? So it's like, I think that asset will be huge for us. And like, there's just a bit more depth for us now. Um, and I think, I'm not saying we're, I'm not saying they're going to be a, a one seed or something. I'm just saying that I think there's, it's it's going to be better than last year. Uh, that's what I feel. We're going in, I feel like we're a bit more solidified. People might know their roles a bit more. Uh, with the, you know, with the big three or like three all-star type players concept, it's always a bit confusing unless it's like LeBron and two other people but like otherwise it's like who's one who's two who's three it's always like like who was two and three who was it brown and kemba kemba or brown like you know it was a bit um so i think now with roles solidified those two can really take over and and hopefully you know take us to a, a top three or a top three seed would be nice um get it get a good home court and then and then see from there yeah i mean I think one of the things is is how many times like can you run it back before you realize that you need like a fundamental change to like push yeah. yourself over the edge cuz not to get you down about it but how what is it about 4 or 5 years of like this brown tatum like core that you've run back yeah. with Marcus Smart and basically yeah, the smart brown tatum show and it's they've gone from like they've been like a top seed in the east they've been eastern conference finals but they just can't get over the hurdle and the issue is they're slowly declining as the other teams are getting better and you're yeah. like making incremental changes like schroeder horford which does yeah. help but like i feel like you're in a similar situation where with like the blazers like mccollum dane like you have these two players that are your core, but you can't build the rest around them. And it's like, what, what does it take? Because the problem is both of these guys are max players. And 
I don't know if it's them or what you build around because they all they're, they're I mean they're essentially both small forwards but they're being pushed to different positions yeah. like Tatum yes. power forward or or Brown at the shooting guard and yeah I mean I guess it's just up to like how long how much is this window like how big is this window where you still have them and are you willing to just wait it out until like the Nets like age out of their window the mm. The Bucks will always like are going to be around with with Giannis, the Sixers with Embiid, um, and yeah. I just don't know if this team's enough to get to those like championship standards. But it seems like maybe the standards have dropped a bit after some kind of subpar years. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I just to me it seems like it's been a bit of a kind of deja vu every season where it's. Oh, we got a little bit better this year. We got we got Kyrie. Yeah. Now it's gonna be good. That didn't work out. Oh, we got Kemba. That's gonna be good. Then we got Gordon Hayward. I mean, and then it just doesn't. Yeah. Nothing seems to be pushing over the edge. So I, I don't know. Probably got a few more years of this this duo running it back, and we'll see I if think, the East shakes up yeah. enough. But yeah, no, I agree honestly with a lot of your points. Um, the only thing I think that's different this year is now there's no third star uh, there's yeah. no there's no Kyrie, there's no Kemba, there's no Hayward uh, and I think that will be good um, I want them I wanted this from the beginning where the, the focus of the development and the reps should be on these two and no one else yeah. I'd like to see Jalen um, Brown get more of it like an offensive kind of role, yes because I think he's yes he's really good but kind of taking a back seat I agree I agree I think he takes a step forward this year and and honestly, like, I know it might not seem that crazy, but the uh, Idoka signing uh, as a coach, we've got a new coach, you know, yeah. maybe new system. Mix it up. Something, we just need a change. Yeah, exactly. you know, I agree. Like, I think the, the Brad Stevens era had run its, its course, and I think he knew that as well. So, uh, let's see. Um, like you said, there are a lot of factors where, yeah, maybe we're just running it back and it's going to be useless or just another year of being the fourth and fifth seed and bounced out in the second round but um let's see i i have i have some hope uh that this year at least for the younger players i just want to see some good development uh from from those two so what are you thinking i mean last last season seven seed kind of a disappointment of a season like yeah you're going expecting at least like a top five seed really yeah yeah you think they get no, back to that five? This four? year, I want a top four seed. I want a top four seed. Um, I, I understand that Milwaukee and the Nets are overpowered, and I expect those two to be in the top two seeds. Um, but I don't think that, honestly, I, I'm not that scared of Philadelphia. I'm not that scared of Miami. I'm not, like, some of these teams, like, yeah, they might be good. Um, but I, I don't think that the Celtics are much worse than those teams. Like, um you know, and so I want to see us. I mean, I it depends on the matchups that you get, right? But but I think like at least push to get into the Eastern Conference Finals. Obviously, that's difficult when you're going through. I'm not gonna blame them if they lose to the Nets or the Bucks, but but I want I want them to push those seeds as well if they get there. That's all. I, that's all I want. To see. Kind of segueing into that, 
Yeah. Going into our first overrated team. Ooh. Mentioned the Heat. Mm. I I think ever since their kind of miracle run in the bubble, right? People see Duncan Robinson just draining threes. See Tyler Hero looking like the next best player in the league. Um, they've had like these lofty expectations and I don't know. Do you think the kind of addition of, of Lowry gets them back there? Or do you think they're still kind of treading water in the, in the middle of the pack in the East? Uh, I feel like I don't know what to expect anymore. And that's why for me, that's why they're in the overrated group because people seem to think, oh, the Lowry edition, heat culture, blah, blah, blah. I agree. And that heat culture thing, I was so into it in the bubble fight, in the bubble play. Wow, man. Like, guys are, and there's no way they could have been this good if they weren't in Miami with this training staff and like coaching. Like, how are Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson this good? And then we went back to reality last season and they were not so good at all, especially Tyler Hero took like a like five steps yeah. back. Um, Lowry, look, I solid, a very, very good player. Uh, multiple time, all-star, defensive bulldog, shoots the three great, um, uses his body really well. Obviously, he brings something, right? Like, I, I would be stupid to say that he's not going to add something to this heat team. I think the, the, the positive things are him and Butler seem to have a good relationship. Um, that will definitely help on-court chemistry. Ty Lowry's a great leader. I think that's also very good um, for the younger guys. My problem is that they, they just... I'm not sure if he's, if he's the same Ty Lowry. Um, just because I didn't see that much of last year, I don't know if he's just checked out. It was a tough year for Toronto anyway. Um, they were in Tampa and all that, but I don't know. I mean, with Bam, I didn't see mo- like Bam improved a bit last year, yeah. But like, I I was waiting for his jumper to come, which hasn't really. Um, definitely not the three, but like even the mid range, like he takes it, but he doesn't really confidently take it. Um, I'm not sure like what hero is gonna give me anymore, which he was such an integral part of their oh, like, our future, but, like, he was way ahead of the timeline, so now we have a star, and we're going to do something. Um, and that wasn't there. Robinson was good last year, but now people know how to, I mean, people know how to guard him, so, or people know what to do, what he's going to do, right? So, like, it's J.J. Reddick. Like, he's going to be effective, but, like, mm-hmm. not for, not, he's not going to be taking, like, 10 threes, like, unless he's forcing up shots, because people are going to be on him, right? So, it's, like, what if Kyle Lowry can break down those those defenses, then yeah, they have something. But I'm just not convinced. I mean, what are the surrounding pieces? Who else is going to give me something? Yeah, I mean, of course, Jimmy Butler is still, like, one of the better players in the league. I think... Uh, I don't think he's giving you any more than we've seen. Like, I, I think he's reached his, his ceiling, as, like, where he is is like a 
really good all star. Like he's not an MVP player, yes. and yes. that's one of the issues. Is like there's no MVP player on this team, and that's yeah. kind of what we've seen in the NBA. Is like to win a championship, you need like one of the best players in the league. Okay, Ben, but forget winning championship. Like, yeah. do you see them being a threat? Do you see them in like a top three, I, I four, five? I can see them as a good team. regular season team purely because of the okay. depth. Like, they have a lot of good depth. I think. Like, I, I think like their bench is going to be a, a pretty decent one. I mean, like, I don't know how good he is anymore, but you still got Victor Oladipo on the team there. You got yeah, Markeith yeah. Morris, um, and I think. What I would really like to see, I think this team is going to rely, it's going to go wherever Bam goes. Like, if he becomes, mm-hmm. like, an actual aggressive offensive player, I think this team has a much higher ceiling than I currently kind of, like, expect them to. But we just yeah. didn't really see any, like, offensive kind of, I guess, development, development. last year. Yeah. That's what I really wanted yeah. to see is, like, kind of taking that next step and becoming, like – Getting the ball in like the high post and not just immediately looking to pass it, like yeah, every single time. That's like, the thing, right? No one falls for his, like his pump fake because he's never he's like not shooting the ball. He's not attack like yeah. put the ball on the on the, on the floor and, and drive the drive to the rim. Um, you're athletic. Yeah. You, you can have a decent handle, like yeah, and he shoots free throws. So like I don't shoot, yeah. So don't be don't be scared of the the contact like. I think that's what it's going to be. But I, I've seen, like, this Heat team predicted as, like, a 3-4 seed. I, I don't see it. Like, yeah, I, I feel like they'll, they'll definitely make the playoffs. But, I mean, I don't see them being any higher than, like, a, a 5 or 6 seed. Like, they, they ended up last year as a 6 seed. I could see them maybe jumping up the 5 seed. Like, they'll be better than yeah. the Hawks this year. They'll be better than the Knicks. Ooh. But I don't see them being better – then not a fan of that but i, don't, yeah, I mean like, I don't like you don't see them being better off. than the the nets they're not better no. than the bucks the bucks the sixers the who knows 76ers um even the celtics like as we were talking yeah about i it. think i think it's like the four or five spots yeah maybe and then at that point uh, and you, even those four seems high as well for me it's yeah. just i'm just like yeah and at that point, you're spending like, I don't know, like $30 million for a new point guard to go up one seat in the East and get bounced in the second round. Like, mm. I, I don't think it's an incremental of enough change. I think they're still kind of riding off the high of that finals appearance. And I, unless Tyler Hero goes back to the, the bubble hero that yeah. we saw, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're going to be as, as good as kind of the expectations set for them are right now. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I mean, look, we might be wrong. Kyle Lowry might still be in his prime, and we don't know anything. Um, Maybe, but I think be from surprised. what we, yeah, exactly. I think we'd be surprised, right? But, um, but obviously, he's it, it's like he's, yeah, I think he's not. Yeah, he's not a spring anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think it's a. Uh, um, I think it'll still. It's the. It's turned them. And correct me if I'm wrong, but. I think it's turned them into a must-watch team. Would you not yeah, agree? Like it will be interesting. On, you're like, you're like, okay, Bam Butler and Lowry, like that's fun. Like they could do no, something. That will be right? an interesting team. Yeah. Yeah, definitely something to watch. Um, all right, who else have you got? I think this will be an interesting one. Um, I don't know really how 
lofty the expectations for them are, but the Chicago Bulls, I think, made the moves of a team that are expecting to be good, right? Like they added players like Alonzo, like DeRozan, like, I mean, Alonzo's not a veteran, but he's been in the league a few years. DeRozan, a clear veteran in this league. And, and I don't don't, you dare forget Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso, of course. (laughs) Cannot forget him. Um, I don't know, like, what the Bulls are really doing. Like, I feel like when the moves were made, everyone was kind of excited about them. I don't know if it was just because big moves were being made in the offseason and, like, any moves are exciting. Yeah. Um, or they actually think it will make this team better. Because looking back at it now and, like, looking at this roster, it, it doesn't really excite me that much. Like, Zach Levine, we know, is an incredible player, really good player, has been on a crappy Bulls team pretty much his entire career. Like, this team hasn't really been much, and they haven't been able to build much around him. And they got what they thought was going to be a big piece in in Laurie Markkinen, who looked like he was going to be really good, and that didn't pan out. And then you kind of shift, and you go to get, like, a pretty similar player in Vucevic who was the same thing, like a really good player on a really bad team that was like an eighth seed at best, like throughout his time there. Um, And then adding like Lonzo and DeRozan and of course Caruso, like players who like have always been like, they seem good, but like Lonzo hasn't ever really been on a a good team. And DeRozan's team won the championship the year he left. (laughs) Like, I, I, I don't know. Well, I don't know where this Bulls this team is Chi-Town going. <laughs> oh man, I'm okay. Look, the, the only the where I'm going to disagree with you is you said you didn't know if it was exciting. I think if you're a Chicago Bulls fan or if you're any fan, I'm super excited. Um, yeah, of course. I mean, Lonzo it's like to Ball. see see it. Like, look at the starting five. I mean, Lonzo Ball, Zach Levine, Demar Derozan, Patrick Williams, and Nikola Vucevic. Like that's like. That's like three like all star or all star type players on in the starting five with Vucevic, um, Levine, and Rose, right? Like that's that's got to be offensively at least it's got to have something. Like I'll yeah, I mean their fast start. break will be nasty, but like <laughs> the shooting wow. isn't really there that much. Like, I mean like Levine can shoot decently. Yeah. The Rose can shoot in mid range. Lonzo. He's gotten better, but yeah. like he's not yeah. the sharpshooter we saw in college. Um, Vooch is a sharpshooter. Yeah. So you got the five out offense. Yeah, um, exactly. I just don't know. Like don't the, see the it, Bulls, though. the Bulls so won. Where do you see the Bulls? Where they won see them 31 games last year. Will yeah. they win more? Sure. Will they be like the six? Will they jump five spots and make it to the sixth seed? Like I don't think so. Like, I think this is like nope. a play-in team. Like, that's what I'm imagining. I, wow. I don't see them being a solid playoff team. Wow. I mean, realistically, who do you think they're – do you think they're better than the Heat? I don't think they're better than the Heat. I don't think they're better than the Hawks, Bucks, Nets, Sixers. Mm-hmm. Like, even the Knicks. Like, I, I don't even think – I mean, I don't see this team, like, making a, a big impact in the playoffs. I think we won't. That's the hard question, right? Like, we think about overrated, underrated, but we, we have to think about who they're going to kick out from who's their last year, right? Exactly. Um, 
and that's the that's the hard part because you name those teams and I'm like yeah uh those teams all make yeah they playoffs. got better but did so, they get better enough essentially look uh, I think if I had to slot them I'd slot them in seven or eight in the play in the East um seven or eight yeah but I don't know I mean it just I don't know how to say it, but like for me, it just seems like not a bad, like it's not a great mix of players. Like obviously they're not all like some. I mean, they want like four successful. guards essentially. Like I know the Rose yeah. is gonna be their small forward, but he's a shooting guard. Like he's not like yeah, no. If he he goes up against Giannis or KD, like he's just gonna get yeah, roasted. It's not gonna be good. Yeah, it's not gonna be good. Uh, but but I think the focus will then be on a on an offensive style, right? Like you outscore you outscore the opponent um sort of like houston pocket so um, i guess i mean so they're gonna have i mean to i don't know like i'm not saying that this is the the i'm not saying they're gonna be like a three seed or that they're gonna be super successful in the playoffs but i do think they will make the playoffs whether it's through the play-in or through regular seeding i feel like they will be in the playoffs and i think if you're if you're playing them in the playoffs you're still a bit wary that like look any one of these guys can go off something um and i think that's what can be scary when you have different weapons right like the bulls this year yeah they didn't do anything because they literally didn't have anything they just had zach willine and he was going off but like that's all he like who else was contributing right and vooch came mid-season so like they didn't have time now it's like a full off season with all the guys right like so i expect them to be raring ready to go uh, when the season starts out. I'm not saying they're going to be crazy, but, like, they have potential. I think – tell me what you think about this comparison, but to me they kind of feel like a Walmart brand Suns team where they have a lot – like, they've got their playmaking point guard. They're going to rely heavily on mid-range jump shooting. Like, that's what it's – a lot of mid-range jump shooting. And <laughs> – they're gonna try and try and run the floor. I think what they're missing is they don't have a DeAndre in type, and Zach Levine yeah. isn't at Devin Booker level yet, and Lonzo Ball is nowhere yeah. near Chris Paul level. <laughs> like they they hmm. got like a similar type of makeup. I think they're gonna try and play the same way. Like the Rosen's hmm. gonna be. I mean, maybe the Rosen plus Levine can equal a a Devin Booker, but like hmm. try revive the mid range jump shot focused teams. Mm. will be interesting but i don't know the defense is not going to be good that's the problem right? the defense is, is going to be tough and then if you're a very offensive team and you're not playing a lot of defense can you get by by just not shooting a lot by not sure. shooting a lot of threes and yeah. shooting yeah, a lot of mid-range mm-hmm. like the offensive focused teams like we've seen like the rockets just yeah. drain threes like that's how you Three. make up if you have like yeah. a uh, super soft defense, you can yeah. uh, catch up by playing by by playing offense and, and shooting a lot of three pointers. Yeah. I don't know if it works yeah. with a, a mid range focus team. Yeah, no, I think they'll they'll be one to watch as well. I think like their first 15, 20 games will tell us a lot um, about how it's going to go. But yeah, anyone else you'd like to discuss? Do you have anyone else? Um, well, we haven't really talked too much about the Western Conference yet. 
But mm. a few interesting teams, I guess. One would be the Suns, of course. Your mm. Previous runners up. I, I don't – do you see them even being like a top three seed in the West this year? Mm. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean that, who's still, okay, I, okay, now they're look, overrated to me. <laughs> <laughs> I I just see look, I I think that run was great and I feel like Chris Paul in his mind is just like, look, people are going to be like, "Oh, they got lucky, whatever, whatever." Um because everyone was injured. Um and I think that'll just make them hungrier. I'm not saying they're going to do well in the playoffs, but do I see them doing well in the regular season definitely? Uh, Lakers for sure. LeBron's team is not going to do well in the playoff and the regular season. I can uh, promise it'll be you a that. Four or five seed, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So that's them out of it. Clippers without Kawhi for like ninety percent of the season, they're not going to be there. So who else is taking those spots? Um, Jazz. Okay, Jazz, Golden State, Phoenix, Mavericks. Oh, I think the Mavericks. Yeah. Could make a leap this year. I mean, oh. they've been kind of middling a bit, but like, hmm. Luca is just so good. Like, I think he's only getting better. And the team that built around him is not really like, it's nothing that special, but like, I think he can get to that level almost of like James Harden, where this guy can take his team to like a top four, top three seed in any given year. And if Kristaps becomes like a halfway decent player, like that team is pretty dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. The thing is, I just don't like these. I don't know. I find it very hard to just support a guy that is the whole offense. Obviously, he's a great player, but like it just seems like the team runs on everything that he does. Every, Every possession is in his hands. He's running all the plays, and yeah, I mean that was Harden on the Rockets. That was Harden, yeah, but was it successful? I mean, depends. I on mean, they made it to like three or four. Yeah, they made like three yeah. Western Conference Finals. Yeah, fine. So it depends on your level definition of successes, but that those teams are also better than the Mavs teams, first of all. Um, and I'm disrespecting part of eighteen year old. <laughs> I mean, Eric Gordon. No, I don't like Paul the Zuzu. team itself, but I, I yeah, it's a Luca factor for me. I think. Yeah, fair enough. But do you think he's take? You think he takes them to a top three? I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Like, okay, I I wouldn't be surprised. Is what I'm saying. I, I, I would be surprised. I think they're going to be a top five seed at least. Yeah, fine. And if Luca is able to pull off enough like crazy heroics to get them a top four, top three, I, I wouldn't be that surprised. I see them in five, uh, like five or six. Um, so they were five. We were yeah, so yeah. let's go back to the Suns. Um, yeah. So Suns, I don't think they're going to be – I don't think they're overrated um, as such. I actually, if anything, would say that they were underrated. Because it just feels like nobody really, really? like. I just are feel we like, talking about them for next season? Like, I guess not like, overrated, oh, but more so in the fact that, like, I don't think they would have made the finals last year had any of the teams they mm. gone up against been completely healthy. 
Probably. I don't think they beat the, the Clippers. I think maybe they beat the Lakers, but in like they don't beat them as easily. Like maybe regular season wise, but like play in, in in the playoffs, I don't see them beating like a fully healthy Clippers or Lakers team. No, I agree. I'm just, I speak. I'm I'm saying with regular season, I think they can be a top two seed, but with uh, playoffs, that's a different thing. I, if if those teams are healthy, then yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't think the West is going to be like that different compared to last mm. year. Because it, it didn't feel like any of the teams really changed that significantly compared to the East. There weren't too many huge moves being made. The Grizzlies were the only team making any trades or any moves <laughs> the whole offseason. Like, and the Lakers, obviously. But... Yeah, but like, I mean, the Lakers are still essentially like, they're in the same scenario or situation I think they were last year where they're going to kind of coast through the regular season try to keep everyone healthy for the playoffs and hope LeBron takes yeah. over like they're they're going to be doing the same thing they're not going to go all out try to win 60 games this regular season like they'll be happy with a four or five seed and then see how the the playoffs shake out I mean like the Nuggets I th- I don't know where the nug- the Nuggets will, will, will land uh, like having Jamal Murray I think he'll be back mm. at some point this year. I think next year. But he's out for like at least half of the year. Yeah. Um, don't know if Jokic can carry the that whole first half of the regular season, but I think my for for Nuggets it would be interesting to see uh, MPJ's growth because if you're gonna he has be an a opportunity. legit number two, yeah, yeah exactly. That's an opportunity. Be legit number two for like six months. Um, they did just pay Aaron Gordon, so maybe he'll. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I like that as much because, like, when Aaron they Gordon did it, has, I loved it, and now I'm just not sure. He's been the same player for yeah, pretty much the last like six years. I agree, and I don't know if he's worth that. I guess they assumed other teams would be willing to pay it, but well, no, no, no. Honestly, um, one of, this kind of hurts me to say, but over one of the teams that may be overrated is the Grizzlies. <laughs> really? I and what sense? I think they overachieved the past almost two years. Like mm. their core is like twenty years old. Like their their core players are so young yeah. that I don't think they're going to be able to get to where they were last year. Of course, losing Jonas Valanciunas, they lose like twenty five and ten. From their team like yeah. that's going to be a huge yeah. blow um jaw and of course will continue to get better jaron jackson i think being back will help but they're still so young like i don't think yeah. they'll be able to make the playoffs again this year i think that was like a an overachievement on their part um of course i love to see him back in but i i just i don't think like valentinus is one of those like really good regular season players like he'll to help you grind out wins in the regular season, but come yeah. to the playoffs, he gets kind of played off the floor. Mm. Um, so I, I, I'd love to see them kind of make it back, but I, I think they had a good experience last year getting that kind of like playoff atmosphere with the play-in and then with the first round. But just being able to see this core kind of grow a bit more is honestly, I think, the goal for this season. I don't think yeah. – they have championship aspirations as of yet. Yeah. But all what you want to see is 
getting Ja, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson together, yeah. like that's your core, and then have them kind of build some more chemistry and, and just grow together as a as a young core for this team could I think I think that's what should be the expectation. I know once you hit the playoffs, like every year you're gonna be expected to make it back unless you have kind of drastic changes. But yeah, I, I don't think like a solid playoff team is, is where you where Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think they're there. But I think they I think the expectation should be play in probably. Um somewhere in the play in. Um but and then see from there. But I, I think it would be a disappointing season, I think, if you don't make the play in games at least. Yeah, at least I mean, I mean at least seven the ten, right? Like, yeah, I mean the tenth seed at least you should get to. Um I don't see that many teams that are that much better than Grizzlies. Because I think even the West as you get as you get into the lower seeds, it's not a, it might not be as deep as the East. No, um, that's for sure. So so yeah. Um which is strange to say after years of the East being <laughs> Absolutely rubbish. Uh, taking some players out. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, but yeah, I think I think the Grizzlies have a chance to, like you said, I think the goal is just to see the young core develop, um, especially Ja and Jaren. I mean, it was unfortunate Jaren Jackson injured for a large part of last year, so it'd be nice to see how they coexist on the floor now that they're they've grown into their games a bit more. Yeah. Um, and obviously with the Kyle Anderson. And Dylan Brooks and all those guys. So um should be interesting. Uh, interesting year for the Grizzlies. Always good to see the young guys getting better. So yeah, no, I think they might at least last year were the youngest average age. I don't know mm-hmm. if they still are, but like just seeing the young guys kind of grow and just get better. One of my favorite guys to watch and watch on them is D'Anthony Melton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of Kind of like a mix almost between like Tony Allen, like just the way he plays defense and like Mike Conley style, uh, where just trying to always do something on the floor. Like every minute you play is useful. Like you always are always yeah. doing something and uh, just fun play to watch. You know, he reminds me a lot of Avery Bradley. Uh, yeah. like a, he does like have a, a prime style. Avery Bradley. Yeah. yeah. Very active. Yes. Yes. Um, and he's got a decent shot and everything as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'd be good to see those guys grow. But yeah, I think that's uh that's it from my end. Uh, yeah, is there anything else you wanna all right? Yeah, not too much. I think gonna be changing right until we get some some preseason going. We get to see some of yeah. these guys back. Still waiting to see what happens with Ben Simmons, but yeah. Anything crazy happens, we'll be sure to discuss. Yeah, definitely. I think we can get into some more uh, preseason uh, predictions next week, and uh, you know, keep you guys updated with mm-hmm. with all the latest news and updates. A little more than a month away, we'll be we'll yeah. be back in NBA. almost there. Almost, back, there. we'll be back. We'll be back soon. <laughs> Can't wait. All right, Ben. Catch you later. All right. Thank you.